Blog Talk Radio. Sports with the Statman is on the air. Welcome to Sports with the Statman on blogtalkradio.com. I'm your host, George Sotopoulos, the Statman on a Saturday morning, the 25th of March, 2017. It is 10 a.m. in the East. We are live on Blog Talk Radio, coming to you from our authentic invitation home studios in northern New Jersey. We're going to be with you for the next 45 minutes, so sit back and enjoy. I take you through the world of sports. A good Saturday morning out there, everybody. We are chomping at the bit. Or is it champing at the bit? I never, I never knew. But chomping at the bit, I'm going to say, for the Major League Baseball season, which starts a week from tomorrow, April 2nd, three games on the docket, and then the traditional opening day on Monday, April 3rd. It is getting close to baseball season. And, of course, we have our rankings as our 2017 Statman Baseball Preview will continue. We're going to take a look at uh, starting pitchers and a little deeper into outfield. We have completed our top 40 rankings, so we are going to give them to you. And uh, uh, we can uh, talk about some that uh, players that have upside that we think will be in the top 40 at the end of the, uh, uh, the, end of the season. Some young up-and-coming players, obviously in a keeper league, those players may already be spoken for, but if not, you know, what kind of value are they going to have this season? And, um, you know, that might give you some insight into rookie of the year type stuff and, and uh, players they may, you may want to target. Also, fantasy hockey, we have two weeks left in the season. And uh, or two weeks from tomorrow really is the last, uh, the last day of games. So as the playoff picture starts to crystallize and uh, in the West, it all, ha- all but has been crystallized with the top eight teams having a little bit of uh, breathing room over everybody else. In the East, you have some teams there uh, at the, on the bubble, namely the Islanders, the Bruins, uh, the Lightning, and the Leafs. The Leafs are now in third place in the Atlantic division. The Bruins uh, were in the eighth spot. The Islanders are tied in points, and they have a game in hand on the Bruins, and the two of them play tonight in Brooklyn in what might be one of the biggest games, if not the biggest game of the season, for both teams, and I will definitely be there for that one. Uh, but the as the playoff picture starts to crystallize, fantasy playoffs are uh, far from over, uh, but you are probably in the middle of yours, and uh, we are heading into week 24, so we're going from week 23 to week 24. We'll look at the weekly best for, uh, for week 23 and look ahead to week 24 for injuries and hot pickups. In fantasy focus this week, we're going to take a look at some deep pairs around the league, especially uh, players that get the highlights and uh, players that uh, don't who are on the same pairing as those defensemen. So uh, that is always good to kind of uh, peel back the onion just a little bit to see who the uh, players are that uh, pair up with those players. They get the plus-minus benefit, but also they might end up uh, uh, having a little bit of a, a predictive element to it so that you can see which players might be about to break out if you have uh, uh, a hot defenseman paired with you. Uh, and one example I'm thinking of off the top of my head, Justin Falk with Carolina, he's not necessarily hot, but he can help his D partners really score as well. Jacob Slavin, uh, Noah Hannafin is a guy who I would definitely uh, uh, target at this point. But uh, uh, a very interesting uh, a very interesting situation always when you're looking at the players 
around the players. So we'll take a look at that in Fantasy Focus this week. Glad you could be with us on the last Saturday of the month of March. And uh, the weather, not necessarily springtime. It depends on where you are in the, uh, in the New York metro area, even let alone the Northeast. And with that, let's get started with our fantasy hockey coverage with our look back at week 23, the weekly bests. And we'll start, uh, as we always do every week, with forwards. And Jeff Skinner, speaking of the Carolina Hurricanes, Jeff Skinner, Kita Kucherov of the Tampa Bay Lightning, tied with the best, um, the, the best weeks by any uh, fantasy forwards. We're going to give the edge to Kucherov because uh, he had more goals and more points. Seven goals and two assists in four games for Nikita Kucherov. He is on fire. Four penalty minutes, three of those seven goals on the power play. Uh, He had a hat trick uh, during the week for the year now. 38 goals and 40 assists. Not a guy you consider at that top tier with Crosby, with McDavid. But he's right there. And just a shade below. And if you look at his uh, his numbers, um, you know he, he didn't score for two games before his latest outburst. But nine points in four games, uh, that is uh, uh, that is saying something. He's a plus thirteen on the season and really helping to key Tampa's rise into the playoff picture. Uh, Kucherov uh, tied with Skinner for the top forward, but we give him the first star. Jeff Skinner, on the other hand, six goals and assists, a plus six as Carolina all of a sudden has risen from the ashes and is now a playoff contender there in, in the mix anyway. I don't know if they're a true playoff contender. But Skinner knocking on 30 goals. He's at 29 for the season with 24 assists, and uh, he is on a four-game goal-scoring streak, a five-game point streak. In those four games, as I mentioned, uh, six goals, but uh, uh, he has two assists uh, in his last five, so eight points in his last five. Uh, seven points in his last four, and the second star for the week. Sidney Crosby, the third star, five goals, including a hat trick. Uh, he scored last night against the Islanders. When doesn't he score against the Islanders? And for the season, he's at 42 goals and 40 assists. Uh, these players are uh, not Skinner, but Kucherov, Crosby, uh, and McDavid, who finished fourth among all forwards at 25 fantasy points. Uh, they're at more than a point a game. McDavid at 26 goals and 61 assists and a plus 23 on the season. So the numbers starting to pile up for the guys at the top. And the guys at the top were the top players for the past week. Uh, Crosby, as I mentioned, third, five goals, no assists, but a plus four in four games. Connor McDavid, two, six, and eight, a plus three. Uh, he, had, uh, uh, he had also uh, two penalty minutes and a, uh, a game winner, uh, two power play assists in four games. He had 25 points. And uh, rounding up the top five, William Nylander of the Leafs. Three goals, three assists, a plus three. Uh, two penalty minutes. Two of his three goals were game winners, and he did all of that in four games. So those are your top five. Kucherov, Skinner, Crosby, McDavid, Nylander, the top local. Uh, well, that's going to be Oscar Lindbergh of the Rangers with 16 fantasy points. He had two goals and two assists. He was a plus four in uh, three games for the Rangers this week. Looking at defenseman, Ryan Ellis is your top defenseman for the Nashville Predators. Three goals, two assists for five points. He was a plus five, had a game winner, two penalty minutes, and he did all that in three games. He had 31 fantasy points. Second is Alex Pietrangelo, the captain of the St. Louis Blues. Two goals and an assist, but he was a plus six. He had a game winner, a power play goal as well in three games, 27 points for him. Andre Sekarash of the Edmonton Oilers. I don't know if it's Sekarash or Sekera. Let's call him Sekera. Um, 
24 fantasy points in four games, goal three assists, plus four. Hampus Lindholm, a name we don't call all that often, of the Anaheim Ducks, goal to assist, two penalty minutes, a plus four. He had 19 fantasy points. Got most of that in one game, really, uh, for, uh, for Lindholm. Uh, not really known as a scorer, even though he does have six goals in the season, but he's a plus 17 for the year. Uh, and tied for fifth, Jacob Slavin and Trevor Van Riemsdyk, both of them were a plus three with no goals and three assists for the week. The top local, Ivan Provorov and Michael Delzato tied uh, at 11 fantasy points. Uh, Provorov, a goal to assist, a plus one with six penalty minutes. And uh, add that to uh, Michael Delzato, who had an assist and was a plus three and had a shorthanded assist, both of them 11 fantasy points for the week. Goaltenders, the top five, Jake Allen of the Blues was 3-0 and with a shutout, had a, a 1.00 goals against and a 9.66 save percentage. He saved 84 of 87, and he had 28.8 points for the week. Cam Talbot at number two, he was 2-1 and with two shutouts. So when he won, he shut the other team out. 93 shots or 93 saves out of 101, and that is a 9.21 save percentage. Uh, he had uh, a 2.51 goals against. He allowed four in the loss, but he had shutouts in the two wins. So Cam Talbot second at 26.6 points. Kerry Letton of the Dallas Stars, 2-0, with a shutout uh, and a .97 goals against average. Uh, he had a 961 save percentage, 22.8 points for uh, Dallas's goaltender, Kerry uh, Letton. At number four, Braden Holtby of the Washington, uh, Washington Capitals, 3-0, a 1.95 goals against and a 9.33 save percentage. He allowed um, six goals in three games. Um, and 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 by the way, I uh, I I was wrong about Cam Talbot. Uh, he was two and one, but he played in four games and he didn't allow four goals. He allowed eight goals. So that is a uh, that is a difference uh, there. Uh, by the way, for for Holpe, 21.2 fantasy points. He finished fourth among goaltenders in week 23. Jonathan Bernier. Of the Anaheim Ducks, John, uh, John Gibson still out for the uh, for the Ducks. Bernier 3-0 for the week. And uh, 167 goals against 940 save percentage. He had 19.8 fantasy points. The top local would be Steve Mason of the Flyers with 11.6 fantasy points. He was 2-1 with a 2.36 goals against a 912 save percentage. And uh, uh, that is how things look for goaltenders in the past week. Now let's take a look at enforcers, players who fill up the penalty box and the score sheet. And we will give the edge to Brandon Dubinsky of the uh, Columbus Blue Jackets with a goal and three assists. He had 11 penalty minutes. He was a plus four for the week, and that's 22 and a half enforcer points. Ryan Hartman right there with him with three goals and seven penalty minutes. Uh, and also uh, getting an honorable mention uh, uh, there. Also, Chris Stewart, 10 penalty minutes because of two majors. He also had two goals and was plus two. 21 fan, er, enforcer points for Chris Stewart. So those are your top three enforcers of the week, Dubinsky, Hartman, and Stewart. And that is a look at, uh, at our numbers for week number, um, week number 23. Well, 23 actually ending today or tomorrow, depending on when your uh, league does their, uh, has their scoring periods. As you know, our, um, our house league, the Puck and Stick Association, we run our weeks Sunday to Saturday. Most other leagues do it Monday to Sunday. And I'll give you an example as to why it's a good idea to do it Sunday to Saturday. Saturday night is a, is a night where most teams have a game. Sunday, you have relatively few, especially early in the season. 
but relatively few teams play on Sunday. So if you want a, 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 a dramatic end to a scoring period, have it on Saturday. Sunday is very anticlimactic, and, and Saturday, I just looked at, uh, at, at our uh, uh, schedule f- uh, for tonight, the NHL schedule for tonight, and which players are playing in our house league in the playoffs, and almost everybody's playing. And that can really mean a swing in the, uh, um, in the scoring. Uh, I didn't give you power play and penalty killing. Let's do that really quick. Uh, if your league has special teams as a component, as our house league does, but the Toronto Maple Leafs are number one on the power play at 21, or I'm sorry, 24.1%. Buffalo is second at 23.9. And then you have Edmonton and Pittsburgh tied at 22.2. St. Louis and Tampa tied for fifth at 22 even. Washington at 21.7. Boston at 21.2. Columbus and Minnesota round out the top 10 at 21.1%. On to the penalty kill. Number one, the Florida Panthers at 85.9%. That is not a good league-leading number, 85.9%. Usually you have a team that's up in the high 80s, not in the mid-80s. Carolina second at 85.2. St. Louis on both lists at 84.9. The Kings also at 84.9. Anaheim Ducks rounding up the top five at 84.6. Then you have Boston on both lists there at 84.5% of the penalty kill. The Caps are on both lists as well as Minnesota. They're both tied for seventh at 83.9%. Toronto is the best power play and ninth best on the kill at 83.3. And Columbus is 10th at 82.8. So that is a look at our special teams numbers. Now let's shift the attention to week 24, the upcoming week. And we're going to take a look at injuries and hot pickups and also the schedule, courtesy of leftwinglock.com. And, uh, and also our uh, fantasy focus this week, we're going to look at D-pairs, courtesy of dauberhockey.com, both excellent fantasy resources. I highly recommend them. Uh, looking at injuries and, and – um, for Pittsburgh, you know, the, the Islanders beat them in Pittsburgh last night. Uh, but, the, you know, in, in, in all honesty, the Penguins had a bunch of guys out. I believe they had seven guys out with injury. Chris Letang headlines that list as uh, he is coming back. But there really is no timetable. He's skating on his own. Uh, they're calling it an upper body injury. He has been injured before with significant injuries. Uh, if you remember, he had a stroke a few years ago. There's no details, and, but there's no thought that it's something extremely life-threatening or serious like that. They're calling it an upper body. There's no word as to when he's coming back. Um, but uh, he has come back. When he's gotten the green light medically to return, uh, he has not taken long to come back. But he's been out for over a month now, uh, Chris Letang, for the year. Five goals, 29 assists in uh, a total of 41 games. So basically a half a season's worth of work. And he has 34 points. So a big cog in the Pittsburgh offense uh, when he uh, when he's in the lineup. Uh, also, let's uh, let's take a look and, and and give you some updates on some uh, previously reported injured players. Steven Stamkos, no timetable for his return. He practiced in full for the first time last week, and um, really no word since. Uh, he has been out since November, uh, November fifteenth to be exact, and um, uh, of course uh, they're they could really use them right now as they are on the outside looking in, in the playoffs, uh, Trevor Daly for the Pittsburgh Penguins out with a knee injury. Uh, and looking like, uh, the first week of April would be his, uh, six week, uh, original six week timetable. No update as to whether he is, uh, on time for coming back right before the end of the season. Uh, but with Pittsburgh fighting with a lot of other, uh, with, with Washington and with Columbus in terms of which team is going to face, uh, 
uh, the wild card, the, the, the lowest wild card, uh, and which team is going to face one of the other teams, it is very important to jockey for position and win that division. Uh, looking at, um, uh, uh, we, we know, uh, uh, we know Robbie Fabry is out for the season, but he underwent successful knee surgery um, uh, a couple of weeks ago. So he is, uh, uh, he is recovering, but Robbie Fabry out for the year, Semyon Varlamov out for the year as well. Uh, Jacob Markstrom, let's uh, talk about him. He will come back to the team shortly. He has not played a month ago today was uh, the last time he suited up. He has not played in a game since February 16th. And uh, uh, he has, uh, uh, he is supposed to join the team before the end of the season, but it looks like he will not be back until at the very earliest, the end of the month. So there's really only uh, a few games left at that point. So really nothing, uh, nothing to, uh, um, uh, you know, it's not like he's going to be back for, for a long period of time. Uh, finally, Tyler Myers, lower body injury for him. He is progressing well. Uh, he is supposed to come back to Winnipeg before the end of the season, looking like Winnipeg will not make the playoffs. However, Tyler Myers getting him back to the fold will be at least uh, encouraging for him. He has not played since November the 11th. He's only played 11 games this year. And uh, uh, that, is, that is the latest there in terms of players who are on IR. Players who are out, um, and some out indefinitely, some because of suspension. Michael Camilleri continues to be uh, week to week. Really no, no timetable, no return coming back for him, uh, coming back from a shoulder injury but not officially on IR at this point. Rasmus Ristolainen, he has been suspended three games for his uh, uh, call or his interference uh, major on Jake Gunsel of the Pittsburgh Penguins, one of those aforementioned Penguins who was out with injury, concussion, he's day-to-day. Uh, but Ristolainen has, um, has had a pretty good season, but three games, and that's going to hurt uh, fantasy owners uh, quite a bit. Ryan Strom listed as out. Uh, but he's going to be put on IR, I would imagine. He's out now three to six weeks that they have determined this morning that he will not need surgery, or actually yesterday, he will not need surgery on the broken wrist. If he needed surgery, he would have been out as long as the Islanders would last, whether it's the end of the regular season or the playoffs. Now, Strom, three to six weeks, that puts him in if the Islanders uh, can advance, or maybe at the earliest, late in the first round, if they make the playoffs. So that is a positive uh, that, that is a positive step for Strom and uh, the Islanders, but that will not uh, make much of a difference to fantasy owners unless you're in an NHL fantasy uh, playoff pool. Mark Stone out with a lower body for Ottawa and uh, a 20-goal scorer, definitely uh, a big loss. He has not played since March the 9th, so he's been out for over two weeks. He is scheduled to return tonight, uh, and it is a, a big game on the road against Montreal. They are in the middle of a huge road trip. Uh, that will take them to Philly, Minnesota, Winnipeg, and Detroit before their final home game. They have one home game left, Ottawa. That is on April 4th against the Detroit Red Wings. Uh, so, but uh, Stone is looking to return tonight. Uh, Paul Statsny out with a lower body week to week. That is the latest on him. And uh, he's, not played, uh, he's not played in a few days, but the, uh, the injury he suffered uh, in Colorado um, originally not supposed to be serious, but week to week. So that is more serious than expected. Roberto Luongo has not played in several weeks. He needs uh, more time, 37-year-old goaltender. He needs some time to recover, and Florida is basically out of it at this point. He's not played in about three weeks. Uh, let's, uh, let's take a, a quick look. Carl Hagelin, one of the uh, uh, Penguins wounded, lower body, um, not expected back 
anytime soon. He's been out for about two weeks. Johnny Boychuk for the Islanders, he, is, he has been uh, a ghost recently. He is uh, day-to-day, but not he hasn't played in three weeks. So uh, they, they still are evaluating him on a per-game basis, but he has not returned uh, in a while. Artem Anisimov, a lower body injury. Um, he is supposed to be back by um, the end of the regular season. Three to four weeks is the timetable, and that was a couple of weeks ago. Uh, 22 goals, 23 assists for him. Chicago's just jockeying for position at this point, but Anisimov will be very useful in the in the, in the real playoffs, not so useful in the fantasy playoffs. All right, that uh, that's a look at uh, those who are out. In terms of day-to-day, I mentioned um, – uh, I, I, I mentioned Jake Gunsel, uh, Aaron Ekblad, neck injury, uh, not a concussion, but he is uh, uh, he is skating, but uh, he is not uh, he is not playing. So he uh, missed the game, or he is scheduled to miss the game tonight against the Blackhawks at home. Then they go on a road trip. Not sure if he will accompany the team on the road trip. It's a fairly, you know, it's Buffalo, Toronto, Montreal, Boston. So it's a Northeast uh, road trip against divisional foes. Uh, but since Florida is basically out of it, I don't know if they're going to take the chance. Uh, they have a long-term, uh, obviously long-term plans for the uh, uh, for the 21-year-old defenseman. Uh, it might be better just to shut him down. Oliver Bjorkstrand, questionable with an undisclosed injury. He was uh, uh, he was hit hard uh, against. Um, uh, uh, I believe that was. Um, I'm trying to remember the game. Uh, that was. Uh, uh, that, that was against the Islanders. Yes, it was. I believe uh, uh, or he, he was caught there. No, against Toronto. That's what it was. He was hit hard against the uh, against the Leafs. He has not played uh, since Lucas Sedlak for the uh, for the Leafs uh, caught him. And uh, or I'm uh, and I'm sorry, Sedlak is uh, is on Columbus. He's taking Bjorkstrand's place. I'm trying to remember the player that lined him up. I remember seeing the highlight, but uh, uh, Bjorkstrand uh, ended up uh, incurring uh, getting uh, drawing a five minute major. Uh, but he is uh, – it's possible that he might be um, uh, banged up from that hit, even though he, he uh, continued on. Uh, but Bjorkstrand, questionable uh, day-to-day. John Gibson, as you mentioned, questionable with a lower body. Uh, I mentioned how Bernier has played so well. Gibson has played one game since February the 20th, and he allowed four goals in a loss. Uh, so Bernier is, uh, is the main man because Gibson is still coming back from his lower body injury. Uh, Jenny Malkin is uh, still not in the lineup, upper body for him, but making progress on coming back. He has not played in uh, 10 days, and um, uh, they are trying to be cautious with him, according to Coach Mike Sullivan. And finally, Tyler Johnson of the Tampa Bay Lightning, questionable with a lower body. However, it is said, according to the Tampa Bay Tribune, he may not return uh uh, between now and the end of the regular season. So he is day-to-day and questionable, but he may miss the remaining game. So don't depend on Tyler Johnson to get in the lineup for you. All right, that's an extensive look at the injuries. Let's take a look at hot pickups if you are able to pick players up. Uh, let's take a look uh, position by position. Among forwards, uh, the uh, the interesting uh, ones out there, Thomas Tatar for Detroit in medium-sized uh, leagues, he's available. Um and in shallow leagues, Richard uh, Ricard Raquel or Richard Raquel, Rick uh, Rickard Raquel, Ricard Raquel, <laughs> Rochelle Rochelle. No, I'm kidding. Uh, it's uh, Raquel for Anaheim, 23 years old. He flies under the radar so much in Anaheim, let alone uh, in in the uh, fantasy world at large. Look at his numbers: 
Cy Young numbers, really. 32 goals and 13 assists. So 30-goal scorer available in uh, about a fifth of CBSSports.com leagues. What are you waiting for? Pick this kid up if you can. And what he has done recently, and, and eventually everyone, including myself, is going to be able to pronounce his name, but he has had goals in five of his last seven games, uh, and he is a uh, solid goal scorer. Um, and uh, he, you know, playing with um, Perry, playing with uh, Getzlaff. Who is he on a line with? That, that's a question. Um, just looking here with Getzlaff and with Patrick Eves, the newly acquired Patrick Eves. So um, that's according to DauberHockey.com. So that could be interesting to, to get him in shallow leagues if he's available. Um, medium-sized leagues also, not only Tatar, but Elias Lindholm of the Carolina Hurricanes. He has played well uh, recently. He has four goals in his last six, seven points in those six games. And uh, he is really starting to, uh, uh, to kick it up a notch. And how about Josh Hosang? We talked about him last week. Three goals, five assists. He had an assist last night against Pittsburgh, an assist earlier in the week against the Rangers. Um, generating some excitement and some energy. Uh, he had the assist on Tavares' overtime winning goal. That's the second time he's assisted on Tavares' overtime winner. And uh, he's only been around for uh, a dozen games. So um, really making, making his mark uh, early and available in four-fifths of CBSSports.com leagues or about three-quarters now uh, as his ownership is going to go from 21 to 24%, but still that's a medium-sized league ad. Braden Point of the Lightning in deep leagues, 13 goals, 19 assists, and uh, he, is, uh, uh, he has a goal and four assists in his last four games. Uh, so definitely somebody to keep an eye on. Braden Point, 21-year-old centerman, available in deep leagues. Um, so that, that is another, another option there. And in really deep leagues, John Hayden, 22-year-old, he is getting a bump up in ownership, a goal and two assists in his last four games. And uh, those are, I believe, his first points in, um, uh, in the National Hockey League. Yes, they are. But John Hayden, 22-year-old center, 6'3", 210 pounds in very deep leagues. Defenseman, very quickly. Let's take a look. Slavin in medium-sized leagues. Matt Dumba just scored his 10th goal, available in shallow leagues. Uh, Jacob Chikrin, we've talked about him last week. Um, seven goals, 12 assists for him, uh, but he is scoreless in his last four. And Arizona, you know, you're not going to have a good plus-minus, but in deep leagues, he is available. Uh, Darnell Nurse in in, shallow, in, uh, in deep leagues as well. Uh, Brian Dumoulin for Pittsburgh in uh, deep leagues. With him, it's uh, the assists. He has no goals, 13 assists for him uh, on the season. Uh, goaltenders, let's take a look at, uh, at goaltenders and, and where they are. Jonathan Bernier in medium-sized leagues. Yaroslav Halak getting some love in medium leagues as well, but Halak is going to be at a timeshare with Thomas Bryce. Halak's not going to reclaim the number one job at this point. And in deep leagues, uh, we've mentioned Aaron Dell before, but that's, uh, that's another name. Shallow leagues uh, would be uh, Henrik Lundqvist, who is looking to come back on the road trip, looking to come back tomorrow uh, for the Rangers uh, in Anaheim as they play tonight in L.A. So Ronto will get that start. Lundqvist looking to come back tomorrow, which is a little earlier than expected, but the idea was during that California trip that he would be coming back, and he is on target for that. Okay, in Fantasy Focus this week, uh, we have, we're looking at D pairs. Just, uh, just to take a look at uh, players that uh, are uh, paired with, uh, with players that are getting a lot of, uh, a lot of publicity, uh, we talked about Jacob Chikrin. Um, Zbynek Michalik is his uh, defense partner. And that's pr- uh, 
Chikrin has kind of slowed down a bit, but uh, that, that is that is an interesting pairing. Arizona has interesting pairings anyway. I would expect Goligoski and Ekman Larson to kind of be together as an offensive duo, but they're not. They're split up. Uh, Ekman Larson is paired with Luke Shen, so it's an offensive with a defensive. Uh, Goligoski with Connor Murphy and Chikrin with Mihalik, who is, uh, once again, Mihalik is definitely a stay-at-home defenseman. Uh, for the Bruins, who's paired up with Zidane Ochara? It's Brandon Carlo. 30% of the time, according to uh, Dab- Dabber Hockey. And Tori Krug, an offensive defenseman, is paired with Adam McQuaid, a defensive defenseman. So that, you have that there. Uh, you also, uh, let's, let's take a look. I mentioned Carolina with uh, Falk and Hannafin, and also Falk and Slavin. Uh, so you do have some, uh, uh, it, basically Justin Falk is, is uh, different D-men. And, uh, I, you know, he could be a kingmaker in terms of uh, bringing up Slavin's offense and Hannafin. Hannafin is a young player who, um, uh, who is uh, uh, a very promising uh, young player. Look at this defense pairing for Columbus. Zach Wierenski, who is going to get a little bit of Calder uh, n- uh, notoriety, but obviously he's going to play a distant third fiddle to uh, Matthews and to uh, Lina. But, Who's his pair? Seth Jones, who has 11 goals on the season. So that is a definitely a talented duo, um, and they're not taking a backseat to anybody uh, at this point. Uh, T.J. Brody with Michael Stone. Mark Giordano with Dougie Hamilton. I like that pairing as well. I, I've always liked Hamilton. Giordano is uh, the best offensive defenseman uh, on, a, on a hot Calgary team. They're not as hot as they were, but they're still uh, pretty hot at this point. Keith and Seabrook are sp- are split up in Chicago, Keith with uh, Chalmerson and Seabrook with Michael Kempney. By the way, live feed about the cutout. We have a 15-minute podcast-only version coming at you, finishing up our fantasy focus and our left-wing our, our, our uh, schedule, upcoming schedule brought to you by uh, leftwinglock.com. And then we have our fantasy baseball uh, uh, preview continuing with uh, part two of our outfielders, and we'll start delving into starting pitchers as well. And then next week is going to be our grand finale. We'll review our, uh, we'll review our rankings. We'll have probably updated rankings because spring training will be in the books, and we'll also um, finish our discussion on starting pitchers. Uh, looking at deep pairs in Fantasy Focus this week, uh, with uh, John Klingberg, you have Essa Lindell a guy who really has not uh, gotten any kind of ink whatsoever. Klingberg is the big offensive dynamo. Lindell, on the other hand, has six goals and eight assists in 65 games. Not somebody that we've even talked about. Uh, and he's a plus 12 on the season. Uh, with, with Detroit, Mike Green with Danny DeKaiser. Uh, Edmonton has uh, Andre Sakara and Chris Russell. Also, Adam Larson and Oscar Kleffbaum. Kleffbaum has been um, has been good at times this year. Uh, in and, and I'm just going. By, by the way, these numbers I, I do have to say this from DauberHockey.com, and uh, uh, they are just in the last week of games. So this is who who's being paired at this point uh, recently, not for the whole season necessarily. Jason Demers and Keith Yandel are probably the two most offensive defensemen in the lineup for Florida. They are paired together. Uh, that, is, that is a positive. We talked last time about, and the last time we had uh, uh, fantasy focus with, uh, with deep pairings, talked about Drew Doughty and Derek Forbert. Uh, really not, uh, you know, just the pairing of an offensive defenseman and a defensive defenseman. But I, I would say Doughty is not only offensive, he is an all-zone all defenseman. But Forbert, two goals and 13 assists. 
and a plus five for the season. So really not getting a lot of extra points because of doubting. Uh, now for uh, Minnesota, Jared Spurgeon has had a very good season. He is paired with Ryan Suter, and that uh, could be a reason why. Um, Spurgeon can go and try and create and have Suter back there to, uh, to help out uh, as not only an all-zone defenseman, but especially good on the defensive side. Uh, Matt Dumba, his offense has been very good this year. He's paired with Marco Scandella, at least recently. Uh, with uh, Montreal, Shea Weber and Andre Markov, that is the top pairing, obviously. But Jordy Ben has slotted in next to Nathan Beaulieu, and uh, that, has, that has been his, uh, you know, where he has been uh, since the trade deadline. Uh, for the uh, Devils, John Moore has played well uh, recently. Uh, he is paired with Damon Severson on a regular basis. In Nashville, we talked about Ryan Ellis, the top-scoring defenseman in the league this past week. Roman Yossi is his defense partner. That definitely is a, a positive. P.K. Subban is paired with Matthias Ekholm, so Ekholm's value is bumped up just a bit. Uh, for the Islanders, Nick Letty and Alan, Adam Pellick. Uh, Pellick's offense really not being helped by Letty, uh, but uh, uh, that is something uh, interesting to, uh, to note. Uh, the Rangers have... Uh, uh, Nick Holden, who is who has uh, uh, done okay recently, he's paired with Brendan Smith, who's more of a defensive uh, player. Brady Shea with Adam Clendenning, uh, so uh, Shea really not getting a lot of uh, uh, a lot of help from his other defensemen in terms of uh, in terms of any kind of scoring. Uh, for for Ottawa, Mark Matho is uh, or is it Mark Mathot? I, I think it's uh, I think it's Mathot, but uh, he is paired with Eric Carlson at least recently. Uh, for the Flyers, Provorov, uh, Ivan Provorov and Andrew McDonald uh, are um, on the same pairing 28% of the time of, of their ice time is together uh, among all defensemen. Uh, Shane Gostisbehere with Nick Schultz, Michael Delzato with Radko Gudis. Uh, that, those, are the, those are the pairings that have been most recent for the, uh, for the Flyers. Uh, for, the, uh, for the Pens, Justin Schultz, more of an offensive player, with Brian Dumoulin. Uh, that has been the uh, the pairing recently. Brent Burns with Paul Martin, and uh, uh, for the Blues, Alex Pietrangelo, Jay Bomister. Those the, those are the uh, uh, most likely pairings there. And Victor Hedman for Tampa, paired with Jake Dotchin. Uh, Jake Dotchin uh, is paired with Victor Hedman, a player that uh, that we don't spend any time talking about. Uh, Dotchin is a young player, but he has seven assists and a plus nine in 27 games. Uh, he's a 23-year-old defenseman, but um, really not getting uh, any overflow from uh, from Hedman's uh, numbers. Uh, for Toronto, a lot of a lot of offense. Jake Gardner had a good night the other night. He's paired with Nikita Zaitsev, uh, and uh, that is the uh, that is the uh, pairing there for the Leafs anyway at this point. Um, and let's let's see any anyone else uh, catch our eye? Really, uh, Winnipeg has Dustin Bufflin uh, paired with Julian Melchiori. Uh, and also uh, Vancouver, Alex Edler with Troy Stetcher, uh, but that's uh, that's pretty much it. And uh, we got Washington, John Carlson with Carl Alsner, uh, Matt Niskanen with Dmitry Orlov. Uh, so uh, all these players are uh, are fantasy. Well, I, I'd say Alsner maybe not. Orlov maybe. Carlson and Niskanen definitely. And on the th- oh, well, not really a third pairing, but Kevin Shattenkirk since his acquisition of Washington, playing with Brooks Orpik. So uh, Shattenkirk being able to do the offensive stuff while Orpik kind of hangs back. So that is the uh, that is the idea there. Okay, so that is uh, fantasy focus for a look at uh, um, our defensive pairings. 
looking at the upcoming uh, Monday to Sunday schedule starting this Monday, uh, Carolina has five games, including two in a row at home against Detroit, Monday and Tuesday night. Then they play at home against Columbus, Dallas, and they're in Pittsburgh. That's a back-to-back with Dallas and Pittsburgh Saturday, Sunday. Uh, they're, uh, also, the Nashville Predators have five games. They're at the Islanders Monday night, at Boston Tuesday. They come home for Toronto on Thursday, Minnesota Saturday, and then they're in St. Louis Sunday. So five games there. Looking at ease of schedule, who has the easiest schedule? St. Louis has four games, a home-and-home home with Arizona, in, Carol- uh, in, I'm sorry, in Colorado, and then home against Nashville. So Nashville is really the only tough one out of, those, uh, out of those four games because you have the two teams at the bottom of the standings making up three of those four games for the Blues. So get your Blues in the lineup. Uh, also, uh, how about uh, Calgary? They have four games all at home. Uh, they are playing uh, some tough teams, all three California teams and Colorado, but all of those games are at home, and they've been excellent at home lately. Montreal has three games. Uh, they are playing Dallas, Florida, and then they're in Tampa, so three teams out of, uh, out of the playoffs, even though Tampa is hanging around. Uh, also, Washington in Minnesota, in Colorado, but then in Arizona and in Columbus. So two tough road games, two easy road games for Washington. In terms of tough schedules, um, how about Chicago? They're in Tampa. They're in Pittsburgh, home against Columbus, home against Boston. Uh, Tampa is on the fringe on the outside looking in. Boston's right there, and Pittsburgh and Columbus are among the best teams in the league. So that is going to be a tough week for Chicago with uh, playing teams that have something a lot to play for. Uh, also, Pittsburgh, three games, but against the Blackhawks uh, at home in New York to face the Rangers and then home against Carolina. Carolina's been playing well lately, but it's definitely the weakest of the three opponents. Uh, also, uh, let's give you one more uh, tough one. How about the Rangers in San Jose? And then they come back home for Pittsburgh and for Philly, uh, three games for the week. No team is playing two games. So everyone's playing at least three. So there'll be a lot of numbers to pour through next week. So that is a look at our fantasy hockey coverage. Uh, and uh, our next episode will be next Saturday morning at 10 a.m. Eastern, April Fool's Day, but no fooling here. We will talk to you about Week 24 in Fantasy Hockey. Look ahead to the final week of the Fantasy Hockey season and the National Hockey League season, regular season, that is. Uh, And, of course, we will have our uh, big wrap-up, our big finale for our 2017 Statman Baseball Preview. Please join us 10 a.m. next Saturday morning. The only place you can listen live is on uh, the show page, www.blogtalkradio.com slash d-statman. You can also uh, listen to past episodes, the entire 45-minute podcast there, as well as subscribing on iTunes, on Stitcher, the Smart Radio app. Just type in Sports with the Statman in the search box for either one, and uh, you'll find us. Add us to your playlist on Stitcher. Give us a thumbs up. Take it on the go with you. If you have CarPlay in your car, Apple CarPlay, Stitcher is uh, compatible with that, so you can listen to the show through your speakers. You can also download the episode over Wi-Fi and listen to it on the go. Uh, at work or uh, while you work out, any anything uh, anything you like available there. I'm also on uh, Facebook. The show's also on Facebook. Go to facebook.com slash sportswiththestatman. Like us on Facebook. Uh, Facebook. Come back early and often. Say hello. If you have any uh, fantasy questions or pro opinions you want to get off your chest, you can do it there. You can also tweet me at gstatman. That's at G-S-T-A-T-M-A-N. And the website is statmansportsonline.com. That's statmansportsonline.com. Dot com. Okay, 2017 Fantasy Baseball Preview. Let's take a look because we're not going to have a lot of time uh, to, to get into our rankings for starting pitchers. Uh, let's go through the rest of the rankings 
for uh, for the uh, outfielders. We completed our top 40. We started with uh, the top 20, the top 25. Let's uh, let's give you the rest of uh, the uh, the outfielders that uh, that we wanted to uh, uh, that we wanted to talk about. Uh, so uh, we we gave you the top ones. Mike Trout at number one. Uh, at number two, you have Bryce Harper and three Mookie Betts, four Trey Turner, five Charlie Blackman at number six, Starling Marte at seven, Ioannis Cespedes, eight AJ Pollock, nine Ryan Braun at ten, Carlos Gonzalez. In that next ten, uh, we have Giancarlo Stanton if he can stay healthy. He's definitely top ten worthy at number eleven. Number twelve, Christian Yelich. Uh, I see him uh, continuing to increase off of his. Uh, solid season last year number 13 andrew mccutcheon i see some potential downside there obviously he's starting to uh get on in years and he may move to uh to right field that's possible at 14 kyle schwarber upside for him not really knowing where he's going to play probably in the outfield he needs to stay healthy as well but if he does he could be he could have a a, a great season at 15 jose bautista 16 uh would be uh a, a Blanking. I don't see number 16 on my list, but uh, uh, I'm sure it's there. No, it isn't. <laughs> Missing a, a couple there. So I, I'll uh, uh, for, forgive me. Let's uh, let's go to the next uh, guy on the list: J.D. Martinez, George Springer, and uh, Adam Jones. Uh, that rounds out my top 20. I, I got to find where 16 and 17 went. On to the uh, the guys in the 20s: Adam Eaton, Lorenzo Cain. Uh, that's kind of in that next tier. Matt Kemp. Uh, how is he going to perform at the new stadium in Atlanta? Jacoby Ellsbury, um, also uh, Gregory Polanco, Stephen Piscotti, Mark Trumbo. Uh, is he going to do it again with his home runs? And even with the home runs, he wasn't the most valuable uh, player for sure. Marcelo Zuna, I like what I see out of him. Uh, Hunter Pence and Billy Hamilton, that's 21 through 30. And then in the bottom 10 of the top 40, Ian Desmond, I, you know, he's banged up to start the year, so his ranking went down a bit. But he's he's scheduled to play center field, a position he's never played before. He is going to play a core, so his power numbers are going to be uh, nice and hefty. But I don't know. I, I really don't know if he's going to be able to duplicate 2020 this year. Uh, but I have him at number 31. Uh, 32, Justin Upton of Detroit. At uh, 33, Odebel Herrera of the Phillies. 34, I have Jay Bruce of the Mets. 35, Yasmani Tomas of Arizona. Uh, uh, Melky Cabrera, uh, also right there. Fowler, Randall Grichuk, Ender Inciarte, Curtis Granderson, and Denard Spann. Those are right around that mid-30s to late-30s numbers. In terms of, uh, um, you know, players with the upside and downside, I have Schwarber listed as an upside candidate. Uh, downside for McCutcheon and for Desmond, uh, really, at, at this point. Not really sure about you know, potential downsides to Bruce, to Granderson, to Pence, to Trumbo. Uh, th- those are all guys that could fall out of it. And players that are kind of on the way up, uh, young players, Andrew Benatendi uh, for the Boston uh, Red Sox. Also, uh, I would put uh, uh, on the list a guy like uh, uh, David Dahl of, of Colorado. How much playing time will he get? If he gets in there, he is, he is hit, and he is hit well uh, when he's come up. Hunter Renfro might be an interesting rookie to look at for San Diego, uh, but players just outside the top 40 who might end up in it. How about Cole Calhoun? How about Max Kepler, Adam Duvall? Uh, those are all potential uh, options. Jackie Bradley, uh, Nomar Mazzara had a, had a solid rookie season. 
so those are some some interesting uh, options for a top 40. Uh, now we we started going through um, relief pitchers and and we have uh, uh, we have the rankings, but we'll do that next week as part of our finale. We were talking about tiers, but let's talk about tiers for just about 30 seconds on starting pitchers. Clayton Kershaw, when he's healthy, there's nobody who's going to touch him. But when he's not on his game, the other uh, there are a few pitchers that are starting to catch up, and those guys, uh, Madison Bumgarner and Max Scherzer, not necessarily in that order either. Also, Chris Sale, Jake Arrieta. Um, these are all guys that are, that are uh, in that next tier. Um, I would put Corey Kluber there. I would put Noah Syndergaard there as well. Uh, would you put Steven Strasburg and Zach Grinke? I would maybe move them to the next one. Masahiro Tanaka belongs there as well. Uh, Rick Porcello coming off his great season. I don't think he could possibly match it. But we will have our full rankings next week and give our finale for the 2017 Statman Fantasy Baseball Preview. That's going to do it here from Northern New Jersey. I'm Dorsey Thopolis. Thanks so much for joining us. We'll talk to you 